Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. We're back. Another edition of Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President, Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors office in Overland Park. And we're online. Check out past episodes and lots of other great information and resources at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, great to be with you today. I, I know the spotlight is turning my direction a little bit today, so <laughs> this this will be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited about this. This is, you know, of course, last week we did um, listener questions, but I, uh, this actually uh, came from, this idea to me about today's podcast came to me after a conversation with a couple of different listeners who um, expressed amazement <laughs> that in our first podcast of the year, you casually mentioned that you lost 95 pounds last year. Yeah. And they're like, what? And, and David, and, if you want to make it nice and clean, I, I uh, have surpassed the 100 mark. That so we, is so cool. We, I, I figured that would make the title of the episode much better if we just had a nice clean 100 in there. So I, I buckled down to make sure I got past that by the time we did the episode. I love it. That is great. <laughs> nice round number. That is awesome. It's like trying to become a millionaire, uh, losing the cool 100 pounds. So what I thought was, first of all, I think it would be interesting for our listeners to, you know, hear you talk a little bit about what an amazing accomplishment that was. But as I started to think about it, I thought, well, you know, because I, you know, got the 10 pound thing going on. And none of that happens, whether it's 10 or 100, none of that happens without a plan, a strategy, and a whole lot of stick to Well, that's the same with getting to retirement with the amount of money that you want and a lot of other things in your life that take this. So there's, there's usually a process in place. A lot of these good things don't happen by chance. And so I thought, since we had you... <laughs> <laughs> the perfect example of this weight loss thing, and I do all this retirement planning talk, I thought, you know what, let's marry those up and, and see what we come up with. So hopefully this is going to be instructive to either our listeners who want to lose a bunch of weight or want to get to their retirement plan or want to do both at the same time. Why not kill two birds with one stone, right? This could That's uh, what I'm talking could about. Be it. Yeah, and I think the the principles here, you know, I obviously had a lot to lose. I, in fact, I'm still going. I have I have, my goal eventually is more than 100 pounds. So I'm still in pursuit of that final goal. Uh, but 100 is a nice clean way to say, wow, you've really made some nice progress. And that was definitely cause for celebration since that hit right around the holidays. And, um, you know, a little cheating did happen in the past uh, past <laughs> couple of weeks, David, but we're back on track now. So that's good. Yeah, we, good. we didn't give back any improvement, but we paused the we paused the losses for a little bit. And that's OK. That's um, good. That's kind of good for your mental health. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, it was kind so of a my, nice recalibration. <laughs> so my guess is and I'm, I'm making some guesses here on my three similarities. But what I'd like to do here is I'm going to throw out a similarity that I believe is probably true. I'd love for hear you to talk about what that meant over you for the last year. And then I'm going to comment on what that might mean from a retirement planning standpoint. And then we'll go on to the, to the next of the three similarities. So it seemed to me as though the first similarity is that you had to have started with some sort of plan, probably some sort of written plan. That's a great, uh, a great place to begin. Um, and I would say part of that plan was also inspiration. Like anything in life, you kind of need to be motivated, or maybe that's the better way to put it. What was the motivation to go on that journey? 
and you know without getting getting too deep but I'll be totally honest with you I had a this was coming out of the kind of you know 2021 pandemic was starting to that was the period where we thought we were coming out of the pandemic we were starting to not wear masks anymore to certain places and we were back to going to the gym with no masks and it was like man this is a wonderful world to be back in obviously we've had some things change over the course of the last couple of months but that was part of where this all began and it was sort of like recalibrating life after the pandemic. And I had a conversation with my wife. We've been talking about having kids, but she expressed some concerns about uh, where my health was at the moment. And it's something that I've always had a goal and a dream and a want to improve my health and, and get weight back under control. But it had gotten worse during the pandemic, sitting around, not going to the gym because they were either closed or we were uncomfortable you know, going there, uh, you know, and working out in that exercise environment and was eating a lot of bad stuff. And it had gotten worse throughout the throughout the pandemic. So we had a, a good heart to heart conversation and really talked about setting that goal before we have kids of can we give this thing one more shot after lots of shots before and lots of ideas and goals and motivation before to lose that weight. But can we do it differently this time and actually get it to stick and actually make it happen? And so that was a little bit of the difference in the motivation was you were right. We put together a written, kind of a written plan. And so I found a, a local organization that helps people with weight loss and they don't use, you know, magic pills or anything like that to accomplish it and make it happen. And they are coaches. They're, they're with you with access every day and you kind of go through the program. You're still solo, but there's a little bit of the, a group element to it as well. Um, at least you kind of start out with other people who are beginning in the same situation that you are. So it's a little bit of this mix of having a team around you, but also loading you up for success personally. And that written plan, you're exactly right. When we had orientation to kind of kick off this whole program and this whole goal, they literally had a binder full of step-by-step -step exactly what the first four weeks were going to look like, what the second four weeks were going to look like, and the third four weeks were going to look like. But uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, so the, 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 it's basically a three-month plan to get you started and to set new habits was the whole goal. And so that's sort of how it began was with that plan. And then at the end of each month, you get a new binder with more specifics for that next month's goals mm -hmm. and the changes that, that are on the way and that come. And then they included all sorts of education along the way from videos to in-person coaching. They went shopping with us uh, to talk about healthy eating and purchasing at the grocery store. They actually came wow. to our house and cooked. So there was a lot of education that went along with that plan in place. I could talk about it for days, but I'll stop there because I'm sure you've got plenty plenty to sink your teeth in from a financial standpoint. Yeah, so that's awesome. I really hadn't thought about the inspiration point, and I'm not sure where my inspiration is a 20-something. Actually, you know what? I, I probably do. I, I had never thought of it this way, Walter, but most things that you accomplish, you're inspired to do by something that happened in your life that was important to you. That is so cool that you would mention that. So I'm, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast, but my dad died when I was 20. Hmm. And you know when when that happens, uh, your whole <laughs> your whole a lot of things about the way you view life totally change. And so that's probably the time when I got super interested in financial stuff because I ended up helping my mother, my uh, my widowed mother, with a lot of financial stuff. But I also got to thinking. So he was uh, sixty two. She was only forty seven when he died. And so I got to thinking, man, if I, what happens if I die and, and leave my wife or kids in a tough financial spot? What do I need to do to make sure that that doesn't happen? 
And um, so that, I guess, was my inspiration. I really hadn't thought of it that way. But you know how I always, I'd love the first week of the year because we get to do our net worth statements. And looking at those, the archive between this year and last year and prior years helps you. It's, they're milestones. And it's maybe like getting your new binder every month or every two months from your group. It's a way to milestone or track your progress. And even if there's some slippage, it's still pretty fun to know that you're on a journey, you're measuring your progress, you have some goals in place, and you feel empowered by knowing, (laughs) here's where I'm going, here's what my target goal or weight is, my target uh, net worth, uh, my retirement age. Maybe I want to retire when I'm 50 or 55 or 60. Maybe I want to work till I'm 75 but I want to be working optionally after 55. Everybody's- I, If I can jump in, David, I think that's a great, a great point um, because I kind of started the same way. The, one of the first questions they asked me was like, well, how much, what's your goal weight? How, where do you want to get to eventually? What's your, what's your long-term plan? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know what's an appropriate weight for me. I mean, if you look at the BMI, then it's like ridiculously low. Like I wasn't even that, uh, I didn't even weigh that much when I was in like tip top shape in high school. I was already past that weight. So it, that doesn't seem like a realistic goal to set. I was like, I don't know. I think uh, I'll start simpler or different. And then I can always recalibrate that goal later on. And I didn't even start off with the goal of being 100 pounds. I mean, sure, it was like, well, let's pick an easy one. 100 pounds would be a good long-term goal, but that's not the first goal I'm going to set for myself. And I reserve the right to, when we get to 100, then really kind of recalibrate and say, all right, now what do I think is possible? And so that end goal then changes and shifts as you go on through time. Seems like it's kind of the same thing for financial planning, where you don't necessarily know exactly you know, when you're going to necessarily stop work. You know, people may not know that exact year that they want to retire, when they'll need to start using a particular uh, slice of money out of their portfolio. But you kind of set these bumpers and you reserve the right to kind of recalibrate a little bit. Absolutely. My guess is that whether you're talking about weight loss or financial, those who have a plan are much more likely to get to their their goal, even if you don't, if you don't set I don't know how you would do it without setting goals, but if you don't set goals and you don't have a plan, you are very unlikely to get to where your brain thinks you can get to because at that point, it's a random walk. So I think you know your bite-sized pieces and your inspiration are, are super important as that number one piece of, yeah, start with a plan uh, for anything that is truly important to you and something you truly expect to accomplish. So, so second... I'm just assuming that there was some semblance of using the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. You've probably, I mean, anybody over (laughs) 40 has ever heard that acronym. Um, But my guess is that they didn't throw 150 rules at you as to, well, Walter, here's how we're going to do this. Memorize and keep track of how you're doing with all these 150 rules. No, it was the opposite of that, um, and it's not like they even hide it as a, as a secret. It's it's right on on their website that essentially there's two things they don't allow you to eat. There are two things that you're going to essentially uh, not consume, and that's no sugar and no flour. 
And, um, you know, now, obviously, I mean, we're not going to pull the wool over anybody's eyes here, David. Like, that encompasses a lot of things. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, and when you find out how they slip sugar into so many different things in this world and in our food, um, it will shock you. But it'll shock you into action when you kind of learn those kinds of things. But yeah, that they kept it simple. They were like, we don't want this to be overcomplicated. We're going to do no sugar and no flour. Those are the two base principles, and all the other education is going to build off of those two things. And I mentioned the different binders. That's where it got more and more into it. So they started it really simple. Like those first four weeks, they implemented part of the part of that plan while they then built the education up. And then the second four weeks, that second month, it kind of rolls over and they add in a few more layers. So it gets more, I don't want to use the word complicated because you're getting educated along the way. And if you're getting educated, it's not really getting more complicated, but it gets more in-depth the further in that you go to it. And now even after the program, I would say I continue to go in-depth because I, I have this new habit now of doing my own research and uh, continuing that education on my own from other various sources about different topics when it comes to you know health and exercise and fitness and those kinds of things. So part of it's building habits, and they do that through keeping it simple right out of the gate. You're absolutely right. And so I think that's how you build momentum. My guess is their experience over this over years of doing this is we have to find ways to build momentum for these people to keep them going toward the goal they've set for themselves. In my world, the no sugar, no flour, that seems pretty simple to something that we talked about in our, in our news resolutions. No credit cards is kind of my version of no sugar. When you tell someone don't, don't uh, live above your means, yeah, that's really hard to understand. But if you keep it simple and say, you know what, don't run a credit card balance. <laughs> because if you do, you're buying stuff with borrowed money that you couldn't afford based on what you had saved today. So in my world, no sugar is no credit cards. No flour would be make sure that you are systematically saving 10% of what you make out of every paycheck. If you can do those things, you mentioned, um, I think you mentioned in there something about an, an exercise regiment that you had put in place. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they, it, they, they keep that simple too, David, because um, their, their plan is built for anybody, uh, like even if you are disabled, they ha their plan will work for you uh, because they keep the exercises as simple as possible. Now, being on the younger end of the spectrum of the folks that they are working with, um, you know, I was like, I have way too much energy to just do this. <laughs> so I advanced pretty quickly in the exercise realm because once I started to eat no sugar and no flour, let me tell you, like, you start feeling really good, better than you've probably ever felt before <laughs> in your life. Um, now, yeah, it's it's real painful to say no to those things at first, but when you feel how good you feel afterward, um, you're very motivated to to do those things. So I was running and jumping very quickly. Um, well, maybe not jumping quickly. That took that took a few, a few pounds had to come off before the jumping started <laughs> happening, but. Um, I was moving in that direction, at least, right off the bat. But again, their program could be very uh, effective, even if you can't necessarily do all of those physical activities at the start. That's pretty awesome. It's, it is so, I mean, it can be intoxicating. I mean this in a, in a good way, but success breeds more success. And so as you see yourself having success in that way, or in my world, where you end up with extra money after every paycheck, and you're already doing 10%, and you say, well... I think I can do 12%. I had a, a really fun conversation 
with uh, another client of mine over the last couple of weeks. And as a couple, they decided <laughs> that they're, they're both gainfully employed, doing great, own a house, couple of kids. And their goal for this year is to save a hundred grand, is to save a hundred wow. grand. I like that. And, it's a good goal. You know, so, <laughs> so they both have pretty good jobs. But instead of thinking how they can spend it, they're thinking about salting it away 20, 25 years before retirement, such that maybe they maybe work is truly optional for them when they on their 50th or 55th birthday. So success has a way of breeding success. And it's very motivational. It's very intoxicating. Once you get the ball rolling in your direction and away from the the banks and the credit cards and the, the people that are leeching money away from you, once you get it rolling your way, or you get that first 25 pounds off and you're thinking, man, this is going to work. Well, then the ball, it's not like you ever have to stop rolling it because you always have to have that attention to, to the goal. But a lot of things become easier once the ball's rolling your way and you get some momentum toward the goal that you've laid out for yourself. And then you start putting some, some skills and some education behind it uh, such that you're using that momentum to your benefit. Great points, and I would uh, I would echo all of those things, David. Especially the you know when you see that first twenty twenty five pounds come off in a especially at the beginning, you should be losing weight more quickly than you do later on. Um, it's just the way that it works, and yeah, that should be motivating. That should be exciting, and you know, inspire you to keep going uh, more and more, and just wanting to get into it faster and uh, and and more intensely. And uh, it definitely yeah. had that effect too. So the three similarities, we, we, the first one was basically start with a plan. You got to have uh, know, know where you're going, some sort of goal, and how you're going to get there, and maybe some milestones in place. The second one was use the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't make this more complicated than it needs to be, especially early on. There's plenty of time to build your own education, uh, your own skill set, but at the beginning, Keep it simple so that you can get some momentum going. And then third, Walter, I don't, uh, actually you did mention, I was going to say, I don't know that you had this, but you did mention uh, it, uh, right in the, in the start. But the point that I w- wanted to make, I think is the third similarity is you have to know from the outset that you're going to have some setbacks, that trouble is going to come your way. And when you know that that's the case, you recognize it as such, not as, as a, failure, but it maybe as a temporary pause in you getting to your goal. Did, did any of that happen to you over the last year? Yeah, in fact, the the way in which I lost weight was a bit of a, a roller coaster. Now, it happened very quickly, especially looking back on it. But as anybody knows who's trying to lose weight, the day-to-day changes are slow in your own mind. And so I tended to lose the weight in chunks. So like very quickly, I would drop 10 pounds and then I'd get stuck for a week and a half at like that exact same weight or even the would go plateau. the plateau or would even go back up two or three pounds. And it's like, what? what? How, did, how did that happen? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, boom, 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 boom. I, you know, a couple of days in a row I'd weigh in and it was like the weight was just melting off. And then boom, it would hit that floor again, go back up two or three pounds. And then uh, a week and a half later, boom, 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 right back down. the. So I kind of got used to that pattern a little bit. But when you're in the moment, that can be kind of, a, um, oh, should I change my routine? Did I do something different? You know, do I need to do something different? 
And it's, it's kind of like a good reminder to have some patience. Uh, you're going to hit some plateaus. Sometimes it means, yeah, maybe you need to change something up, but sometimes you just have to push through it and just, and just wait it out and be patient, and that's okay. And yep. then sometimes the setbacks are true setbacks. Like those, you, you can't really call those setbacks, right? If you're just kind of hitting a plateau, you haven't really had a setback. It's just uh, maybe a temporary pause in your improvement. But sometimes setbacks do happen. And I think I mentioned it briefly on one of those previous episodes when we first started talking about this. I've, one of my new goals for the year is to run a half marathon. And right before the holidays, I tweaked, uh, tweaked my knee exercising. And I've had quite a bit of knee pain uh, for the last month. And it's starting to get a little bit better, but it does have me worried a little bit that I'll be able to accomplish the uh, half marathon goal for the end of the end of the month. So fingers are crossed that it continues to get better these next few weeks. But this last month has been, uh, in all honesty, pretty tough because not only was I having the holidays and you know not doing the best <laughs> in the eating world, but I wasn't exercising as much. And so, and that's been uh, that, that's had me down a little bit, David. In all honesty, but I have to keep reminding myself that it's. It's just, it's a small setback, but I, with, you know, I'm having to change some things up a little bit and I'll be able to come back hopefully stronger and better from, uh, from the setback. But yeah, you know, yeah, these, they, they, they're going to happen. Some setbacks here and there will, will take place. Absolutely. And, and that I think lines up really well with what we do financially. So if you're in your twenties, thirties or forties, your retirement is still 20 or 30 or 40 years away. And so a lot of times it's easy to say, you know what, I'm going to get to that later. I got this going on and that going on. And the prize goes to almost always the prize goes to those who set their sights early. They set their goals early and continue to revise them along the way. But you don't wait until the last minute to try to play catch up. This isn't a sprint. This is a marathon, in your case, a half marathon, but it's a, uh, it's a marathon with, well, frankly, your weight loss. So let's say your goal is, uh, ends up being 125 pounds, whatever it is. Well, and you're a young man. Well, you don't want to get back to age 50 and be right back to where you were before you started all this. So it's a truly a marathon for you, too, in your weight loss. For my retirement planning business, these, the, the people we answered questions for last week, two of those I'm confident we're young people. And so they, it sounded like, have a plan in place. They are measuring their progress by those annual net worth statements. They aren't running credit card debt and they are saving for their future. So what they need to understand is there are going to be setbacks in your financial life too. So those people probably weren't, they were probably in grade school when 9-11 happened. And the market went into a dramatic funk, and that also was about the time that the dot-com bubble burst. They might remember the financial crisis in 2008, 2009, where the market took five years to get back to where it was. They might have some personal setbacks along the way, maybe a job loss where they don't have, they, they might sit out for six months looking for that next best career opportunity. Well, they're not putting money into a 401k during that time. And they might be spending down some of their emergency savings. So when they do that year's net worth statement, it actually looks worse than it did the year before. But what they know is setbacks are normal, but you can't let that alter your long-term plan. You get right back up and you keep um, executing your plan, and the rest of it, honestly, will pretty much take care of itself. 
I love when you said, you know, I was doing basically all the same stuff and then I'd get stuck in a plateau, but then I keep doing the same stuff and boom, I lost another 10 pounds. And so having a plan, having a strategy and executing it faithfully over months and years, that's how you get something that that is actually a valuable achievement for you, uh, whether it's something in your personal life, whether it's something in a weight loss goal, or whether it's whatever you set up as your financial goals throughout life. Having those goals, keeping it relatively simple, and understanding that setbacks come along the way, but that doesn't mean a failure, it's an interim setback. You gotta get back up and go. Those, I think, are how you end up accomplishing what you want to accomplish. And I think the parallels between your story over the last year and what I'm trying to uh, talk to people about financial planning, I thought those parallels were, there were a ton of parallels. And I really appreciate you sharing that part of your story with us today, Walter. Yeah, thanks for uh, for letting me have the floor a little bit there, David, and, and to share that because, yeah, I want other people to uh, hopefully be inspired to not only get financially healthy, which we talk about every week here on the show, but, uh, you know, physical health and just overall health is important too. And uh, if somebody's been trying to get inspired or has similar goals, whether it be 10 pounds to lose or 100 uh, or more, um, you know, you can do it. Uh, but it, yeah, it takes some, uh, you got to set your mind to it, some stick to but I'm one of those uh, living, breathing examples that it can actually happen. And so uh, hopefully that can be maybe motivation or inspiration for somebody who's maybe embarking or already embarked on a, a similar journey. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Congrats on that. Hopefully that helps. Thank you. I'll let you know how the half marathon goes. If I'm uh, in good enough shape to, uh, to execute it this time, if not, I'll, I'll just reschedule and do another one. Yeah. They run uh, those things all the time. So yeah, lots of January's not the time, then who knows? Yeah. The, uh, for my very first one, I'm doing a flat road one. So there's like that. We're going to start easy. (laughs) Keep it simple, right? We're going to start with a nice, simple one with no hills. There's there's nothing easy about 13.1. I know that. That is true. That is true. Uh, we'll, We'll see how it goes. I've I've done a ten miler just in my practice, so I'm 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 pretty close to the thirteen. So That's awesome. Got to see if we can make it through that final five k, I suppose. Uh, well, thank you, David, for uh, the opportunity to share some of that story. And uh, if you have any questions about something that we talked about on today's show, feel free to reach out. Don't hesitate. You can call David at nine one three three one seven fourteen fourteen. That's nine one three three one seven fourteen fourteen. Assess your financial health. Make sure you're on the right track. Get it in good shape today. You can also go to CoverYourAssetsKC.com or check the description of today's show for necessary links and helpful information. For David Dickens, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on Cover Your Assets KC. Investment advisory services offered through ChangePath LLC, a registered investment advisor. ChangePath LLC and KC Financial Advisors are separate companies.